As a homeowner, I can't help myself. I'm always thinking about fixing this and changing that. For the money, for the beauty, for the knowledge and the peace of mind. It's about time for the Love My Renovation Project with Mike Young. Welcome, welcome to the Love My Renovation Project, where we discuss all things regarding renovation, whether they're with the FHA, 203K, the Fannie Mae Homestyle, uh, the VA Renovation Mortgage, or one of six other ones that are out there available to you. Hey, are you a teacher, fireman, policeman, prison guard, EMT? Uh, If you wear a badge to work, not for a government entity, yes, for a government entity like firemen, policemen, prison guard, EMT, or a teacher from K through 12, did you know you could get a 50% discount if you can buy a HUD foreclosure? They are in designated areas, but uh, talk to your local realtor and find out if they do business with the HUD foreclosures. And if they do, get on there and find out what might be available for you. This Christmas might be a bigger Christmas than you imagined. Hey, sometimes they get into a 203K or a renovation loan, and uh, the homeowner might think that they're left abandoned. When they first got the loan, their consultant seemed to be their advocate. And now that it's under construction, they are not your advocate, and they never were, but, but it might have felt like that. Lender's not helping you because that loan officer made the loan, and they're out making another loan or looking for another client. They're not going to spend time on something after it's closed, at least not a lot of time, at least not a lot of them. So you need to have someone to talk to. Go to 203K911. Check our site out. Look what we do. Um, That first discussion is absolutely free. Or you can call in here if you want. Don't mind being on the program. The number here to be on the program is 888-627-6008. That's correct, 888-627-6008. But if you're having trouble, go to 203K911, go to the message uh, block there and send us a note via our message center and let us know a little bit about what your problem is. Tell us where you are so that we can speed through a conversation once we get on the phone with you and get your questions answered and give you some solutions some possible solutions. You're always in charge. You get to decide. Uh, We're not going to do that for you. Some clients actually want us to do that for them. And there would be a fee if we chose to go that way. You will never be charged without your full knowledge and agreement. So we'll also just figure out some possibilities, give you some solutions that you can do. And if you can do them, it hasn't cost you anything. And now you've got somebody on your side, someone to talk to about your issues. But, you know, many, many home buyers do think that the consultant is their advocate. And while it may seem like that at first, they aren't. A consultant's job is to assist 
the client in creating a scope of work that meets the minimum property standards and addresses the items they want beyond those minimum property standards. In addition, the consultant will provide an independent bid on your project before your contractor bids. Uh, it's funny, we have one we're doing right now in Kansas, and the seller is just keeping everything close to his bids. And he says, I've sent the scope over to the contractor. We'll have his bid in a few days. Sir, give us the scope. We can't provide our bid unless you give us the scope. So if you if you have a scope, give it to your consultant. Let him come up with a bid that's independent of the contractors. That's the way it should be done. That's the way you get the most value for your consultant. Oh, I had a friend of mine that said something about they uh, remembered their very first 203K. Wow. That is interesting because I can't. You know, after 5,000 203Ks, you kind of lose track of the very first one. I did one of the first ones I did, I remember now, had um, a contractor who was actually training with me to become a consultant. And we went out to look at this house, and I saw a crack in the on the one wall in the dining room, and then on the opposite wall, the same crack. They started at the outside lower corner and uh, went straight back diagonally towards the other upper corner on the back side of us. And it was open wider at the bottom. To me, that told me that the foundation was losing support on the outside of that window, and it was falling. And he is a structural contractor, a structural contractor. He told me I was so full of something. He says, you can't tell that from in here. I said, look at this. It's on both sides, and it's open wider at the bottom. It's falling away faster than the upper part is me. So he got his coveralls on, and he headed out there, and he was going to climb under this house and find out just what the problem was, which is what he should do. He came back in all red-faced, and he says, you ain't going to believe this. Come out here. There was approximately, that side of the house was about 98 feet long. There was gutter across the entire back of the house with one downspout, uh, excuse me, one drop outlet prepared to take a downspout. So all the water on that half of the house was being directed into one gutter and no leader, and it was right over the middle of the window. So it was going to drip straight down, and it had made a big hole and undermined the foundation. His solution, as was mine, was to take the weight off the house, get that foundation back up to where it belongs, and, and pour some dead men in there so he can uh, hold that foundation where it belongs. But he was totally blown away that I could tell that much from a crack. And a lot of times you can. If you pay attention to what's going on, he's a structural contractor. He should have known that, in my opinion. Uh, you know, I'm in heating and air conditioning and belong to ASHRAE for years. But... This is not, this is a structural problem. He should have figured that out. Uh, he had also built some houses. He built four houses, and he wasn't getting them sold. They're beautiful homes, two-by-six construction on the walls, R50 insulation throughout the walls. I mean, these houses were so energy efficient for their time. Uh, now, this has got to be 20, 
three years ago, 22 years ago, something like that. Uh, so he asked me to come out and look at the houses and see if I could figure out what it was that was causing the stigma. Why he couldn't get these houses sold, because they're better than anything around it. So I drove over there, and as I pulled up, I saw four magnificent homes. Huge but the thing I saw most that stood out to me was vinyl siding. Vinyl siding is very well accepted throughout the country, but not so much in California. Not so much. When I told him, I said, this vinyl is not acceptable in California. I don't, I've never seen any houses with vinyl be sold quickly. He says, you've got to be kidding. You think that's what it is? So he proceeded to take one of them and get all that plastic off, and he put some wood, uh, lap wood, wood lap siding on there, and painted it, and it sold the next day. So then he took the plastic siding or the vinyl siding off of the other three, and replaced them with some kind of siding. I think he did a couple in stucco, but regardless, as soon as they were finished, they were sold in a day. So, you know, you got to know your market, and as a builder. Uh, you know, you're an investor, you're, you're taking a chance whenever you build a house, so you don't want to do something that's outside the norm. And the easiest way to do that is the appraisers say, does this home conform to the neighborhood? Now, if you could have found another house in that entire neighborhood or any neighborhood within a mile of that house that had vinyl siding, you know, you got a chance. But there weren't any. These are the only four vinyl-sided houses I've seen in California. Uh, there, I'm sure there's more somewhere. Uh, or if you get into manufactured homes, you're going to see that. Anyway, getting back to our uh, consultant and that he's not your advocate. Uh, I had one, the one that sticks out most in my mind is when I did a job and I put a bid in there in four days for for $159,000. And I tell this story all the time, and I apologize if you've heard it before. Uh, but they had already decided on who their contractor was going to be, and now we had a nice scope of work. We just take, with a click of the button, take our prices out, give it to the client. The contractor and the contractor took four and a half weeks to bid the job at 298000 Remember, we were 159000 So at that point, she said, look, if you can get somebody to do this for 159000 use them. And my suggestion to her was no. You so much has questioned my integrity and my ability to do my job, so you find another contractor. Uh, so she did, and that contractor came in at 161,000, just 2,000 over my bid, and what 135,000 under her other bid. Uh, but she was 24 years old, buying her first house in Marin County, California. Marin County is a high rent district. Contractors tend to get more money in those areas where people are more affluent or have more money in the bank. Uh, but what that contractor failed to notice was that she had somebody looking out on her backside. Uh, so we were there, fortunately for her. She saved money, uh, and that was that. But if you've got a lot topic you'd like to discuss, uh, Call in. You know you can reach us at 888-627-6008 or 
If you don't want to be on the radio, go to 203k911.com, scroll down to the contact form, give us the details, and we'll call you. Uh, so they be sure and leave a number. And be expecting our, our call. Uh, my phone number starts with a 916. So look for that after you've asked us. Uh, we'll also send you a reply letting you know that uh, we will be calling you and give you the number that we'll be calling from so you can recognize it. Anyway, let's get started. You know, why would you choose the Fannie Mae product over the FHA 203K? And the Fannie Mae product is called Home Style Renovation Mortgage. But why would you pick that product over an FHA 203K? Well, if you've got credit and 20% down, you're going to get rid of the private mortgage insurance. Now, private mortgage insurance is what? I'm not sure what it is right now. Last I looked, it was about 0.85%. In other words, less than 1% of your mortgage payment. Now, if you're, I mean, your, your, uh, yeah, your mortgage, of your mortgage. So what we have is we got 0.85% of your mortgage and if your mortgage is 500000 you're looking at almost $500 a month in mortgage insurance premium. And if you can afford the 20% down and go Fannie Mae, you get rid of private mortgage insurance. PMI, it's not, not necessary. Uh, where we see people making a big mistake quite often is that they have money. And they want to get into this 203K for as little as possible, which is a big mistake. You're heading for trouble the minute you do that. And if you've got money you're going to put into this project, you might put it in now and you may hit 20% down and save $500 a month, you know, or more in some cases, depending on what county you're in. Twice that if you're in Hawaii or Alaska. So pay attention to what you're doing. Realize if you want us to manage the draws on the other work that you're planning to do behind the scenes. We can't do that, or we can if we want to, you want to pay us another fee each time we go out there, and I don't think you want to. So just include all the work in your scope of work one time. Take advantage of a potential of a 20% down payment. And the other thing that they do with Fannie Mae is that if you put down 10%, then you may have only a half of your typical private mortgage insurance. The more you put down, it goes away. So, But we, we consult for both products and quite often help the client go from one to another. Most of our lender partners have been doing a great job putting the clients into the proper program, and this hasn't been an issue for any of our clients. You know, the programs are actually available in all states uh, and this colony, all the USA and its colonies. Uh, they're also called home improvement loans. You know, where can we get construction financing for 45 to 5% on a 30-year fixed rate? Usually construction financing is at 9 to 12%. So anyway, let's see where we're looking here. I see Doug's on uh, taking a few days off today, so Don's our engineer today. Okay. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And we'll be right back with you. We have a caller. We'll bring him in right after the short break.
We've been looking for a home in a great neighborhood, but they're all too small. Then we heard about the FHA 203K loan program, where we can add a room or two when we purchase and get a single loan to cover both the purchase and the room addition. What a great idea! of remodeling your home, then you should know about the FHA 203K program. You can refinance your mortgage and get the money for that remodeling all-in-one low-interest loan. Need a roof? Remodel the kitchen and baths? Add a room? Any of this is possible with the FHA 203K program. Go to 203konline.com. That's 203konline.com. want to be part of the show, call us at 888-627-6008. Uh, if you've got questions for me or our next caller, we appreciate it. So uh, I'll introduce Doug from New Jersey. How you doing, Mike? Are you there, Doug? Are you with us? <laughs> yes, I'm with you. How are you? Now, Doug, I'm doing I've good, Mike. For a few years. Any idea how long we've known each other? When do we first start well, you doing say- business together? Mike, you say a few years. I'm going to say at least 15 years, probably. Is that right? Yeah. Believe it or well, not. It's been a long time, yeah. It's been a long time, yeah. It, been, long time, yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah, About Don, 15, I'd say. Turn him up just a little bit louder for me. I can't quite hear. So, uh, well, tell me what's been going on. You got anything interesting pop up? Any interesting uh, projects come up? Yeah, I'm just doing real, uh, we've been bit real busy lately, uh, here in New Jersey. We've really had a, a nice uptick in the, uh, the 203k loans, uh, you know, additions, uh, remodeling, major, uh, you know, big jobs, bigger, the bigger jobs, $150,000, $200,000 jobs. So, uh, it's really kind of, uh, picked up here. You know, a lot of people are going in buying houses and doing major, you know, they're buying the, the fixer uppers and doing the major work. So really, really been, uh, been pretty busy. Yeah, you say big jobs, one hundred fifty to two hundred thousand. I just finished bidding one for three hundred and seventy-five thousand. Wow! But we have we have the bigger loans out here too. <laughs> well, that's yeah, that's a, yeah. You've got the expensive real estate out there. I mean, New Jersey's pretty expensive as well. Uh, yeah. But you guys got uh, you know you got the good pricing out there as well. But uh, no, we've hey. been real busy. Things things are going good. Excellent. Hey, after Hurricane Sandy, I remember that the Ocean County we talked about a little bit on our last uh, talk. Uh, Ocean County, are they on the ocean front properties? Are they actually starting to rebuild those yet, or are they still sitting there just slabs? Yeah, what happened, Mike, was the problem that happened down there was a lot of the land down there was leased. Some of the land is leased. Some of the land was owned, but, you know, they get tied up with the insurance companies and financing, et cetera. 
And so some of those projects, and, and also infrastructure, it took them a while to get the infrastructure going, the, the sewers back there. You know, they really had to redo the roads. They redid everything was underground there, of course. It's a beach. Essentially what it really is is a, it's a barrier island there. And uh, so it took, you know, really held up quite a long time, you know, to get, that, get the renovations going. So uh, one by one they're starting to slowly put everything back. The roads are all in now, and a lot of it's back. And, uh, you know, some of the, a lot of the uh, oceanfront properties uh, have been rebuilt, and then there's still a, some empty lots, of course, as well. I guess that what they're doing uh, is waiting to, for people to come in and, uh, you know, put contracts down to, to rebuild those. But uh, really a, a very large project, and it took quite some time there to get that whole thing, you know, uh, back back in shape. Yes. So I've got I've been down there many times. I've been down there. I, you know, I don't get down there a lot, but uh, I've been down there many times. And, uh, you know, every time you go down there, there's a little more going on. So they're they're slowly moving it back. And uh, a good part of that uh, has already been done, the infrastructure. Uh, so it's an ongoing, it's a work in progress, believe it or not. It's still, you know, still even this far after the storm there, it's still going on. Yes. So. No, it's, well, I'm glad to see it's coming well, back. I know. Uh-oh. Hair a little static there. Anyway, uh, um, I remember Hurricane Katrina down in New Orleans. New Orleans still hasn't recovered in the residential areas around New Orleans, and that's sad. They were leaving it yeah. to the wrong people to get it fixed, I'm sure. Yeah, you uh, know what anyway. it is? They, they... What? I, I think what happens is, you know, you, you, you run into some... some uh, you know some problems along the way as you're as you're going to rebuild. There's a lot of you know the local governmental bodies get involved, and there's a lot of uh, financial assistance coming from the federal government, et cetera. So you know that that sort of mix when that mix gets sort of uh, together, there uh, you know you can start to rebuild. And uh, of course, like anything else, there's a process. So you know it's just it takes some time. It's not something that's done. You know, overnight, it's not an overnight type situation. Uh, by the time you get done there, that that uh, you know that Hurricane Sandy, that was a that was a bad one at the Jersey Shore. That really uh, really did a number down there because again, a lot of that was you know that's below sea level, but you know like right at sea level, uh, pretty much. So really took it on the chin there. Uh, but uh, they're working on it. You know, they're working on it, and slowly, one by one, the lots get sold. So we're still, you, still uh, working on it. We're getting a little static coming through on your phone. I don't know why. Uh, but in any case, we're uh, you and I talked about a project where the homeowner was going to cut into a brick foundation and try to put in a door or something into a basement. Yes. That's yes. always a good idea to use an engineer for that, <laughs> right? Well, yeah. What happened was it was uh, it was a, a fairly large project. Uh, I think it was about one hundred and sixty, one hundred and eighty thousand uh, dollars. It was a single-family row house, and it was going to be entirely remodeled. Basically, you know, the whole all the way gutted down to the studs and rebuilt. Uh, and uh, the homeowner wanted to cut a, a door. There, there is an existing door into the basement. It's sort of a walk down. You know how in New York you go down four or five steps to get into the, like sort of a, 
the basement level. It's one of those deals. And there was an existing door, but it was behind the front steps. So you had to go down and sort of go underneath the front steps to get into the door. So he wanted to move it to the left so it would be open, you know, just fully exposed and open. Uh, and when I went out to look at the property, uh, you know, we talked about it. And I told him, you could do it, but, uh, yeah, you know, you're going to need an engineer to, to design this. It's a, uh, over 100 years old. It's an old brick-faced building. Uh, so, uh, you know, it could have been done at, at a... Uh, as long as it was designed by an engineer, the repair. And I think at, at what happened was when they went to, um, you know, check into what would have to be done to do it, they just decided to put it off. And they just, I, I believe what they were going to do is just leave the door where it was. So just leave the existing door under the front steps there. So kind of yeah, a, you know, I, an inconvenient way to get in there. And that was, it. you know, they weren't going to spend the money at that time. That must have been popular at one time because I, I did have one house like that in California over the years, which puzzled me at the time. I couldn't figure why would you want to go under the porch to get into this uh, door to the basement? And they were doing the same thing. They were turning that basement into living area, and they wanted to see the door. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it's it's almost like as if that the stairs, you know, when we say stairs, what I mean is the stairs were like almost like the roof over top, you know, like sort of the covering over that door kind of protecting that door from the weather, you know, if it was raining, uh, the uh, steps, the front steps would almost, you know, which were concrete would almost be like the, uh, you know, sort of the roof over top of that. And you just, you know, you almost kind of got to kind of duck underneath those steps to get in there. Uh, so it's okay for a, you know, a casual uh, access uh, once in a while, but if you wanted to go in and out of there uh, every day, it would be, uh you know, not the best way to do that. You'd have to move the door out to where it was fully exposed and just a lot easier to get in and out. And, of course, you know, the, the height was probably probably a little low anyway, you know, probably below yeah. today's modern uh, height standards. Um, so definitely definitely not the right height. They're probably a little low. You'd have to duck a little bit to get in there. So not, not something you want to be going in and out, um, you know, every day. So. They decided uh, not to do it, I guess, because they didn't want to go through the, uh, you know, get an engineer out there. So they decided to put it off. Well, some of that can be, you know, we we taken we're taking walls out quite often now, uh, opening the spaces up. I had one client in his house in Napa a few years back that you you entered the house and you immediately were confronted with a, a wall. And you had to either move left or right. Left was your bedrooms and all that. And to the right was the dining room, which was lousy. And then from the dining room, you entered the living room. So when he took all those walls out and opened that up, they put in, a, I think it was a 20-inch blue lamb beam across from the one wall all the way back to the kitchen. So now when you open the door, you could see into the living room. You could look off to the right and see the dining room and the kitchen. It was... Uh, Really, you wonder why we put up with houses that were designed that way. But I guess it's just a, a graduation of uh, the the new against the old. Yeah. Well, you've got those, you know, with all those modern products that we have out now, with all the glue lamps and the power lamps and the beams and the things that we have today, you know, you can span those big spans uh, with a single beam as long as you have the height, of course. That's, that's usually what... Uh, 
uh, is the determining factor how you know how big that beam's got to be. Uh, can we fit it in there height-wise and all? And usually it, it's able to be done. So um, you know, with today's modern, uh, you know, today's modern methods, the engineered lumber and stuff, we get a, a lot of of open space. Uh, with years ago, just a conventional, you know, even going back to the uh, the balloon framing, uh, they just weren't able to, you know, to open up those spaces. We had to we had to run those uh, run those uh, bearing walls in all over the place. And so that really cut down on that open concept that people really enjoy. They really like that open uh, feeling of uh, of living space, you know. Absolutely. So what uh, you say you're busy right now? That's good. Usually things start slowing down around Christmas time because people want to be with their families. Last thing I want to do is be moving when I'm <laughs> at this time of year. Yeah, it is. It's really, really surprisingly. I'm surprisingly busy. And in, in fact, I'm just starting a couple uh, uh, deals, uh, you know, that have been tied up a little bit. So, um, you know, I've, I've had uh, a nice run here where I've gotten my deals going and then the draws come in, you know, uh, get the five draws going. Some things, of course, take longer than others. And so, just, you know, things have just kind of kept kept rolling along here pretty well. So, the last, I'd you know, we, say, four or five months have been very good. Fantastic. It's yep. always good. To, you know, when you know what you're doing, that helps. Uh, there's so many consultants that haven't been bidding the job. They've been asking for a contractor to turn their bid in. So when it, it empowers the borrowers when they get a consultant that can bid the job. They can see about where this thing should come in. Uh, and, and it's going to take people like yourself that have been doing home inspections and building inspections uh, for the public. Weren't you a building inspector or something like that? Uh, I've been I've been at this. I was started in home inspections and 203Ks right around 1994. So I've been at this about 25 years now. Uh, about 25 years. Uh, I, I have I do have a New Jersey RCS building inspector's license as well. I don't, you know, I don't work for a municipality, but I have, I've maintained that license about 25 years. So between, you know, the home inspections, the building inspector's license, uh, and the 203K consultant's uh, certification, I've been around this a long time. Uh, I find that one of my biggest uh, uh, challenges with these is getting these uh you know, when you're working with contractors, you know yourself from the, your own experience how they they like to bid things. You know, everything's fifteen thousand, ten thousand, twelve thousand. They just kind of work in round numbers, and they don't really work in uh, you know square feet and linear feet and things like that. So um, they tend to just kind of ballpark things, and uh, you know we have to step in there and make sure that uh, things. Are properly priced and properly, uh, you know, all the quantities are right and they reflect the actual work. I find that oftentimes, even contractors, uh, longer-term contractors, you know, just generally ballpark everything and they don't really uh, use a, uh, uh, you know, a quantified system. So uh, we need to really go over, you know, make sure that 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 there's work that we have to do gets done right and also to advise people you know one of the things that that uh that i spend a lot of my time doing is walking people through the process you know before you start 
of the building permits and the blueprints and and getting gathering the bids and getting everything going and uh, checking everything out and kind of you know making sure that everything gets done properly along the way because most of the um, most of the buyers uh, have a very limited uh, uh, knowledge of con- general construction, so yes. we uh, you know we step in there and uh, really walk them through the process and, and make sure that everybody is on the same page. And also, we help the uh, the lenders as well. Uh, you know, a lot of times when you're dealing with the the 203k, um, the draw administrators really appreciate having somebody that knows uh, what's going on, and we can really almost kind of anticipate what they need, and kind of stay stay out in front of the curve there, and uh, you know, make sure everybody uh, is doing the right thing at the right time. And this way, the job gets done. You know. Properly and within a reasonable time frame, which is typically about six months. You know, you said something a minute ago about the uh, contractors sometimes uh, ballparking their numbers. I had a, several of them that I met over the years that I ended up doing bids for them on other jobs because they did that. They walked in, they didn't know how they were. Two of them that I knew were illiterate. They couldn't write up a bid if they needed to or had to. So I, they would I, I, now and then call me and hire me, and we go out there and walk the property together. They might say, "Well, I can fix this thing for a hundred thousand, or I can fix it for seventy-two thousand. In their mind, they were clicking away the numbers, and and they would come up with a bid, a verbal bid, on the spot, but they could not put that down in paper. It was just right. Amazing. Nor could they. Well, the other thing about about the hundred thousand and the seventy, you know, the, I call it a ballpark because they had, you know, heating fifteen thousand, you know, roofing is eight thousand, uh, foundations twenty thousand, you know, where did you get twenty thousand from? I mean, that's just, you know, that's a very, you know, uh, inefficient way. Uh, you know, you're not using any kind of analysis with that. You're just throwing out a number essentially. And 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 the, what I've always found with the problem with that is usually on the high side. I think contractors almost have a tendency to, you know, because they don't really quantify everything, they have a tendency to go high, uh, you know, instead of $7,245, you know, $7, it's, you know, 12000 They just throw, you know, that higher number out. Um, and, of course, they're not putting any time in as well, so, you know, there's no skin off their nose. They can just, you know, I'll do the job for 100000 if, you know, if the homeowner doesn't want it done for a hundred thousand, they you know they only took them five minutes to estimate, and so they didn't really lose a lot of time. Where you know if you're going to sit down and actually figure that out, it's going to take you take you a little bit of time and a little bit of effort to do the jo- you know to do the job properly. But um, you know it's not rocket science either. Uh, you know to break down a, an addition, small addition framing, you know the masonry. Um, the foundation, the footings, the piers, and uh, the floor framing, and just start, you know, building your way from the ground up. Um, you know, it doesn't really take that long to do that, but most of the guys, again, just don't really, you know, put the time in. They just throw out figures. <laughs> you know? Hey, I tell you, uh, Les Don is waving at me. Uh, We've gone past our time. We need to take a little break here. We'll be right back. Can you stay with us? Absolutely, Mike. Okay. Go ahead, Don. Take it away. 
We found the perfect house, but there's been no updating it for many years. Then we heard about the FHA 203K, where we can buy that home and get the money to fix it up all in one low interest rate loan. What a great idea! Of becoming a 203K consultant? Contact us to see if you qualify. Home inspectors, contractors, architects, and engineers most likely qualify. Create an additional profit center using your existing knowledge base. For more information, visit 203Ksoftware.com and you'll be glad you did. Welcome back. Welcome back. Call in if you want to be part of the show at 888-627-6008. We'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, we're talking to Doug Daly from New Jersey. Uh, Doug, are you with us still? Still with you, Mike. Yep, I'm here. (laughs) Excellent. Uh, It's always good to talk to you. I I enjoy our our talks together. The it's fascinating to see the similarities between uh, renovations on the East Coast versus the West Coast uh, as well. I mean, we're, we're doing the same things on both places uh, pretty much. You know, the, the opening of the spaces uh, and, and just making these things more livable, more open, more light, more natural light coming into the houses and so forth, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Absolutely. I, you know, I, what I try to do, Mike, and I, I know um, you're a big uh, um, proponent of, you know, fixing up these the, the a house that, uh, you know, the average home buyer, uh, you know, may not be familiar with the 203k loan, and even the realtors, you know, they, they even the ones that are aware of it, nobody really uh, uh, takes the time to really understand, uh, you know, the value of that 203k that. That you can basically go into any house, uh, even a house you currently own, uh, or one that you're going to purchase or refinance, and basically, uh, really, you know, make your dream home or your forever home out of that house. And it's a, a fantastic program. And uh, what I try to do is educate as many realtors as I know. Whenever I run into people, uh, realtors or uh, purchasers to make sure that they're aware uh, of the program and the, and the amazing benefits of it, because it's really a great program. It's a fantastic way to, uh, you know, go into that older house, uh, remodel it the way you want it. Uh, you want to upgrade the bathrooms. You want to upgrade the kitchen. Fine. Uh, you can do it. So there's really a lot of, uh, a lot of flexibility for people to get what they want out of it. Uh, you know, especially when they're buying, you know, maybe a, a foreclosure or a house that's been on the market a while and the price keeps getting lowered. Maybe it's in a state. Uh, the house has uh, been dropped substantially, 
And, you know, you can renovate it any way you want and end up with exactly what you want when, the, you know, you have the completed project after, after the uh, repair work is done, you know, or the, in the remodeling. So, well, another um, another thing that we've been seeing a lot of, people are buying houses that are on the downside or hillsides, and, and they're opening the back wall. We did one where the, you used to enter the living room from the street side, and there was a great downslope to the back of the house. So you entered the living room, but the potential views were from the kitchen. And we right. had a client pick, pick one of these up for 400 bucks, 400000 And then uh, he moved the kitchen to the front of the house. So now when you open the entry door off the street, you're entering a foyer. And that has got a wall that takes you back to the back part of the house and, uh, and opens into this fabulous living room with a complete glass wall. As I recall, right. it was about eight, eight feet of glass wall on the left side of the house, and then all the way across the back was glass, and the glass butted together. Uh, they took a $400,000 house, put $300,000 into it, and it appraised at $1.6 million. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can do that all day long. Uh, we've had, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people, New Jersey here, you know, we've got a pretty strong housing market here. And it's not unusual for somebody to, um, you know, to go from a, 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 after they're done with their 203K to be in a positive uh, equity position. Uh, oh, absolutely. You know, once, you know, once you, you fix that house up, you buy that uh you know, just as an example, let's say you buy a three hundred thousand dollar house, uh, you throw uh, two hundred thousand in, you've got a half a million dollars in there, um, and, and, and the thing uh, is appraised for seven hundred and fifty uh, when you're done with the project. You know, this is the kind of thing that uh, goes on every day uh, because it's uh, you know it, it really really drives the value up when you make those repairs and, and uh, modernize these houses. So really, you know, that incentive to do that uh, really really gives uh, the, uh, the 203K buyers uh, a great incentive. Because yeah, they end I love, up, you I know, my job. They're, walking into a, to... they're walking into equity, you know. <laughs> we get to see different houses every day, and we get to see some things that, happening to this one house that if they happen to this other house, uh, we can share those ideas with the clients. Uh, it may not be something they thought of doing, but in doing so, it may enhance the value of their equity position substantially. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think today, you know, uh, I think today people, you know, don't necessarily go go out looking for a house with the idea of of uh, doing a major renovation. So, uh, for for the for the people that uh, aren't aware of that, once you know, once they find out about the program and realize that they could really, um, you know, instead of buying that very expensive house that's already been remodeled, you could do the same thing uh, for yourself. Basically, at a lot, lot lower cost, a lot lower cost, because you're not paying uh, to have it already done for you. You're doing it yourself, and you know there's nothing to stop you from getting a good consultant, uh, 
getting a good realtor, getting a good house, getting a good contractor, and pulling this off yourself with everybody's help to guide you along the way. And then everybody, uh, you know, you end up with a, a nice equity position in the house, plus you have the house of your dreams. So it's like a win-win. Uh, everybody's, uh, everybody wins in that situation, plus they get, you know, maybe an older house that needed to be modernized uh, and brought that up to the modern standards, you know? Oh, yeah. No, it's uh, it's a fascinating job as as consultants and what we do, and and it's uh, so rewarding to see these. I remember one of my very first ones. A young lady was getting her house. She was pregnant, and they were in the process of uh, the renovations of this house. And she was due on a specific date. Uh, we we got her finished. The contractor did a good job and and got her house ready to move in prior to her giving birth to that first baby. And it was uh, the, the look on her face, the expressions, the tears in her eyes when she saw the house was so much more than she anticipated. The contractor really went way out of his way and did a heck of a job for her. And you could see the emotion. And, you know, that that's what makes this job so gratifying to me, to seeing that emotional contact with the clients seeing the house it's all beautiful yeah i feel the same way you know a house is a basic uh, uh thing uh everybody needs a, some kind of a shelter and so for us to to do what we do and help people along with this where you know the average person has very little uh construction knowledge and knowledge of products and materials even uh well septics and things and framing and and foundations and things like that, the, the construction components. And so, uh, you know, we help these people by, uh, you know, offering our, our advice and, and our experience, uh, which, you know, helps them to do something which, they you know, they wouldn't otherwise be able to do. Uh, without a consultant, there's no way that the typical person, uh, you know, without somebody to... Um, you know, give them suggestions and to answer their questions. Um, you know, really, really helps them, helps them uh, move the project forward and really feel comfortable about what they're doing. And it, and it, it really is. It's it's very, very satisfying. I, I've always enjoyed this. This, uh, you know, dealing with people, uh, realtors, lawyers, uh, contractors. Everybody has a stake in this. You know, you're even helping out the contractors in some, in many cases. Uh, you know, to to make sure they get paid, to make sure the draws are done right, to make sure everybody, you know, that, that's part of this transaction comes out feeling good at the end. And so hey, let's, I've let's always kind of enjoyed being that person. We've got another hard break we got to take, and then uh, let's talk about that, uh, contractors and keeping them in line when we come back right after this break. We know which lenders are all talk and which ones can actually close your loans faster. You can depend on our consultants for the facts before you choose a lender. There are many lenders who will tell you they need 60 to 90 days to close a renovation loan. Those aren't the ones to choose. A 203K can close as fast as a 203B. 
unless the lender is trying to play all the possible positions on the field. The 203K is a team sport, and you should have the team members that know what to do. If your LO is constantly calling the consultant to see how is it going, you may want to reevaluate that member. Each member has a job. Let them perform their part while you perform yours. The countdown doesn't start until the lender gets your financial information. Visit 203k911.com. We know what to do. Join the show. Call us at 888-627-6008. Toll free. Uh, we're with uh, Doug Daly from New Jersey. And Doug, we were just talking before the break about contractors and keeping their toes and their feet to the fire. We had one where the contractor did something. The homeowner didn't like it, didn't want to pay for it, didn't want it in their draw request. So we kept removing it. And about the third time we kept removing it, the contractor walked up and said, you're not going to pay me for that until I fix it, are you? I said, oh, you're amazing how you pick up on that. We only had to tell you three times. And he called his worker over right then and said, will you tear this out and do it right? But he knew it wasn't done right, and, and yet he was willing to leave it there and try to press us to get paid for it. But that's kind of what you do for a living is you don't pay them if it isn't in a professional workmanlike manner, do you? Yeah, I just had a situation uh, whereby uh, it was a large remodeling uh, project, and the buyer, you know, was you know pretty new to, to the whole uh, real estate and, and construction uh, process. So we're going over it and talking about it, discussing it uh, between us. And they said, well, you know, you know, I'm a little concerned because I don't know, you know, you know what, what the contractor is going to do. Are they going to perform? And so I, I assured him that uh, they are going to perform because we're not going to pay them uh, a penny until the work is done properly. So, you know, I always tell my uh, my clients that, my 203K clients, don't worry. Uh, you know, that money's going to sit in that escrow account until the work's done properly to my satisfaction and your satisfaction. We're not going to sign off on this thing. Uh, so, you know, we do have uh, really quite a bit of control over the process because of that. So, you know, that assures that, you know, we're going to we're gonna make sure that uh, the work's getting done properly. So yeah. I think that's one of the big benefits of, of the way they have this structure where, you know, it's a, really like a performance-based uh, loan where after the contractor does his job properly, then we're going to pay him. <laughs> right? Yes. So I, I think that that's one of the, you know, one of the benefits of this. Rather than giving them 50% up front or a third up front or, you know, a big chunk up front uh, like a typical uh, typical project, the 203K uh, really uh, allows us to um, 
keep an eye on everything and make sure it all goes smoothly. And what I always tell my clients is um, that, you know, tell your contractor that the money's going to be in the escrow account. So the money will be there, and all they have to do is, you know, do the job right, and uh, we'll be happy to pay them. So it, uh, you know, it, it'll work out for everybody. And, you know, it's a very good program. It's an excellent program. Yes, I uh, I can't agree with you more. That's uh, this this whole endeavor. You know, when we came, when Ken Crandall created consultants back in '94 for HUD in order to push the 203K program, a lot of people don't realize that it's been around since 1961. 1961, the 203K was born, uh, but it wasn't used really until 1994 when consultants were brought in. Uh, right now, they're even contemplating taking the limited 203K and pushing it to 50,000 uh, in certain uh, targeted areas to try to get more people using this and fixing houses up as they buy them. Uh, it, it's, it's an interesting concept, but 203K is, the problem 203Ks apparently are 98% limited 203Ks, so it really doesn't make a lot of sense to me for them to increase the limit on the limited 203K. Um, yeah, you know what happens over here? My experience here in New Jersey, uh, I get a lot of requests whereby the lender, even if it is a $30,000 job or, you know, uh, right around that streamline uh, limit, they still want uh, a consultant. You know, many times the lender will insist that a consultant be used on the project, you know, depending upon what it is, you know, what kind of a property, what's the scope of work. Uh, many times I get these, you know, these uh, projects which are right around the right around the limit of a streamline, but the mortgage companies insist that they use consultants. Um, so, you know, uh, yeah. we, we still end up getting involved anyway. They don't want. You know, they don't want to kind of um, just go with the streamline. They want to make sure that, that a full K is done and that there's be draws and and everything else. So, um, you know, that's I guess it's up to the, the individual project what, what type of a situation you'll get in. But um, I, I think that, uh, you yeah, know, it's up to the lender, flip it, really. Flip it over to a full 203K just because the – you know, they're being suggested to use a limited that kind of cuts the consultant out. They can't get our fee included in the loan, but if they just tell the lender, do a standard 203K, then they can get reimbursed for our fee. And it doesn't take any longer to do a standard versus a limited. No. In fact, a limited, sometimes no. you're dealing with four or five different contractors. You've got to get all their bids in before you can, can actually do anything. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, I, it's mostly, you know, very few streamlines out here in New Jersey. Most most of what we end up doing as a practical matter, we have the streamline uh, up to 35,000, but, uh, uh, you know, most of the time we're, we're, ended, we're ending up with the, uh, uh, with, with the regular full, you know, with the regular full 203K, but uh, it is available. You know, that 203K streamline is still there. So we'll just have to wait and see what 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 they're going to raise the limits or what what the story is. 
And I guess they're always trying to really, you know, just offer more options, I guess. Just maybe, you know, see if they can increase the business, maybe make some changes, um, you know, maybe see if that'll, you know, maybe well, Doug, bring, draw in more Doug, people. I can't, I can't believe we've been on, or our show is over for the day, uh, but thank you so much for calling in. We do appreciate it, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, enjoy it very much, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. But... Uh, thank you, the audience, for being with us today. Join us next week, Sunday, between 1 and 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And this broadcast, i got to remind you, is coming from our new Las Vegas, Nevada offices. Uh, we look forward to seeing you next time. So in the meantime, God bless you, and God bless the President of the United States. Tune in every Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time to BBS Radio Station 1 and learn more about making home renovations possible, profitable, and hassle-free. Isn't it time you learned how to make money doing something you love? Visit 203konline.com now and let's get your home makeover projects done right. Right.